We all have a story to tell. The longer our lives, the richer our stories. When I look at you, I see a woman of strength, integrity, character. A woman who has seen hardships, struggles, pain, and loss. A woman who has compassion, love, courage, and power. A woman who has succeeded, failed, and learned. A woman who will continue to persevere and thrive. When I look at you, I see a woman who is wise, not withered. Hello and welcome to the Wise Not Withered podcast. This is season three and I am trying something completely different. Um, Instead of reading from a script, as I usually would do, I am a writer. I like to write scripts and just read from them. That is my own personal safety zone. Um, I'm trying something different where I'm going to just look at these four or five bullet points that I've made and just riff on that. So I have been doing this Why Is Not Withered project for about three and a half years now, and it has grown and changed in so many ways, ways that I thought it would, and obviously ways that I thought it would not. But I wanted to take it back to the very beginning. So I actually have this really cute little notebook that my mom got for me um, years ago, I want to say at least uh, five years ago at this point, just has a little monkey on the front and it's green and it doesn't have lines because she knew that I did not like journals that have lines in them because I cannot be contained. So I started writing some really rough sketches of different characters Um And the first date that I wrote in this was actually May of 2018, but I had the idea of the project earlier than that. I want to say maybe 2017. So there are so many things that I wrote in this journal, so many experiences, behind the scenes, stuff that came up, um, challenges and funny things that happened. And I wanted to share all of that with all of you. Um, Now that we've finished the character showcase, I plan to start recruiting voice actors and composers. Um, I'm not sure when exactly, but I wanted to keep, keep this project going, keep making updates, keep putting content out there because there is just so much behind the scenes stuff whether in this little monkey journal or even just in the emails and the conversations that I had with the almost 50 different writers and illustrators that I recruited from all over the world. So there's so much to talk about. So now let me get into my five points. The first point really relates to what I'm experiencing right now. So this is very uncomfortable for me. I've never, um, at least for this project, I've never just talked and not had a script, not had something to read off of and be comfortable with. 
Um, I do record voice memos to my really close friends, but this is different. You know, this is something that I am going to throw out into the world. Who knows who will be listening to this, but I'm doing it because I wanted to challenge myself. And the first point that I wrote down for this episode was the fear of starting the project. I can still remember just how terrified I was to start the project. I was so scared to reach out to people and to pitch them my idea and be vulnerable and have this option of people to shut down my ideas and to not support what I'm doing. And, you know, I even thought people might say, how dare you invite me to do this? This is stupid. Um, but the biggest thing that I realized was that the opposite of love is not hate. The the opposite of love is fear. And I was feeling so much fear. And around that time, around late 2018, um, I'm, I'm kind of a believer in like signs when you see certain things happen multiple times in your life. It's, it's kind of like, okay, maybe I need to listen to this. So I had been exposed to the concept of love versus fear, um, in multiple different places. And I just realized that I had to switch my mindset instead of being in this limited, this small, this scared, fearful place, the way to um, combat that feeling was to remember how much love I have, not just for the project itself, but for all of the women that I wanted to inspire and also love for myself that no matter what anyone says, if I can love myself through this and I can be really solid in who I am and what I want to do with this project, then that is really all I need. And that really did help to um, not completely get rid of this this fear that I had, but it it helped <clears throat> it helped me work with it. And there actually is one thing that I wanted to read aloud because um, I actually wrote this down on a piece of paper and I taped it onto my wall right next to my desk where. I would just look at that paper whenever I felt this this crippling doubt and, and really um, strong fear. So here's what I wrote. At times like this, when your mind is overtaken by fear, you must remember love over fear. If you are putting pure, passionate love out into the world and your intentions are good and true, then you have nothing to fear. It does not mean you won't get rejected. It does not mean that it will be easy or effortless, but please do not take the rejections and difficult days as reason to give up. 
As long as you're embodying love, then everything you do will have meaning. Allow people to say no, love them anyway, and let them be. Allow people to dislike your project or not understand, love them, and let them be. And above all, love yourself. Believe in this project and shower love onto it from every possible angle. And that was November 11th, 2018. So love over fear. So the next bullet point (laughs) is just hundreds of cold emails. So I ended up just going online and going on to various art, social media platforms, um, The two that I spent the most time on uh, were Instagram and Behance. So Behance was for illustrators and I could narrow it down by character design and then even narrow it down by country, which was actually really fun. I tried to find people from countries I had never heard about before. Um, So that was really interesting. I don't think there were actually any artists that came from those countries, but it was, it was still a good experience to just try to expose myself to other parts of the world because from the very beginning, I knew that I wanted to recruit people from all over the world. I knew that this kind of project was big enough that I wanted to include the voices and experiences and talents from women from every corner of the world it just it just made sense. If I was going to be working with them remotely anyway, why would I only work with people that were from the United States? There were some. Um, some of them are in the US, but most of them are not. And that was really important to me. I did try to work with some people that did not speak English. Um, that actually, I, I tried to work with some people, um, but it actually just... It got too difficult and I had and still have compassion for myself that I think it was it was an okay move to work with people um, that did speak English. I mean, a lot of them also, you know, were bilingual, trilingual, probably even quadling, quadrilingual, quadlingual, <laughs> whatever that whatever that word is for speaking four different languages. Um But yeah, I just knew that I wanted to have people from all over the world, women specifically. So I probably sent, oh man, I have no idea, maybe at least a few hundred, if not a thousand cold emails. Um, There was really only one person that I reached out to who I knew previously. Um, That was Heather, who wrote the story for the apocalyptic CEO, Valeria. But other than that, everyone else was just some some random artist that I met either on Behance or um, 
Instagram or there were a few other people that I also looked up random hashtags online and um, I know I found the writer for um, Tanvi and Gabby I know I found Kristen by searching I think queer Asian writer on Twitter yeah (laughs) ah fun times so yeah moving on to the next point And there goes my heater. And, you know, this is part of the experience. I am not going to stop recording and wait until the heater is done. I'm going to keep moving through this. So the third point that I wrote is that I would just scour Behance and Instagram for art and poems. And it was not surprisingly a really fun experience. Just pouring over people's art and just gushing over how beautiful their work was, um, work is. And, you know, for what is it like 95% of the people did not get back to me. So it didn't feel like my efforts were in vain because I still gained something out of just seeing someone's arts, reading someone's poetry. You know, it was just, it was really fun. And, I'm honestly kind of trying to psych myself up, hype myself up for looking for composers and voice actors. The same kind of process, Um, listening to demo reels and just being wowed by these women's talent. Yeah. So um, my next one is many self pep talks. And okay, I did already read my message that I wrote. But yeah, I used a lot of a lot of writing. Um, I do consider myself a writer, even though my my main uh, focus right now is teaching music. I also write music, but I also like to write just stories and poetry and um, prose, all kinds of writing. And so I had started um, journaling again. And so I'm just really glad that I that my mom gave me this notebook. And I I wrote many times just all of this, this stuff about love, just reminding myself to embody love and not be so afraid because obviously people were and did and will continue to not believe in this project and it's it's not it's not they don't have to it's not their place it's not their job to believe in it for me so I just gave myself a lot of pep talks and just read over that message about love over fear so many times because that feeling of fear would creep up so much and I would be so scared to send another cold email and not hear back and, you know, send another message and hear someone say, oh, no, that's like, no, I don't want to do that. And, you know, to not take it personally was really challenging at the beginning. Um, yeah, and so my my last point is to plan things, but be open to challenges and keep pushing forward. So this is really um, apropos for 
just a situation that the world is in right now with the pandemic, we can plan as much as we want. We can plan and feel like we have control on our lives, but it's really being open to challenges and choosing to keep pushing forward. That's really what, I don't know, that's, that is what I aspire to do. That's what I encourage other people to do. That, of course, we can have plans and we can have hopes and dreams and desires for the future and we can make plans with other people for ourselves, but it's really important to be flexible. Um, So many challenges came up while I was doing this project that I... I had this idea that I'd be done with all of the illustrations and stories within a few months. And look, it's almost four years later and and they are not done. Um, And while I do somewhat feel a sense of shame around that, that it's not done, um, I also I knew from the beginning that this was going to take a long time. And so, oh, and the heater turns off, but my refrigerator kicks on. Okay. Lots of sounds, lots of sounds, lots of sounds. And here I go. I keep going. Yeah, so it's it's been a while. And I know that some people thought I was done with the project that I had given up. But I'm not done. As long as I live, I will continue this project. So here I am. I'm still going. And thank you for listening to episode one of season three of the Why Is Not Withered podcast. And I plan to release an episode around once a month just to keep the content coming and to keep showing all of this really, hopefully interesting stuff behind the scenes of this giant project that is going to keep going. All right, see you next time.